Hello and welcome to Season 4. It's a podcast that seeks to encourage and inspire you on your journey. Well, okay, we are about to go into this really fascinating conversation with Heidi, who um, you'll get to know a bit more about shortly. Um, but this one, just as a real a quick pre-taster to this, um, you hear me and have, probably have heard me in the past if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis about the phrase order, disorder, reorder. And what Heidi does with people all over the country through her, her program is literally that. It is people who have come to a moment where life is just difficult and then through uh, various different ways, very innovative, very, very fascinating, it helps people to process what is the new normal and essentially leads them to a life of liberty. Honestly, it's beautiful and really I strongly recommend that once you've had a listen, please go and have a look at her website and uh, tell people about it because this whole area of uh, helping people to become everything that they're meant to be, irrespective of their background, but actually repairing the past by making a new now uh, is such an important thing. So look, let's go straight into this and uh, enjoy. Well, we are now with my next guest and it is with a great delight that we are with Heidi Singleton. And uh, I think most of you probably won't know Heidi unless you've been involved in the work that she does. Um, but I've known Heidi not very well, but I've known of her probably for around about, gosh, about 10 years. Uh, and I think we met at a some random conference that your husband, Daniel, was organising, where Lord Mawson was talking about tents and buildings and Baptist churches and community development. And I think we were sitting next to each other or we were having a chat and we were uh, over a cup of coffee. And you alluded to this work that you're doing and it sounded really interesting, we just got chatting. Um, and that was that. And then we reconnected at a conference about, well, a couple of months ago with uh, yeah. my colleagues yeah. at Cinnamon. Anyway, how are you? How how have you been since I last saw you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. It's nice to see the sunshine finally. Spring coming. Um, it's been it's been busy, but it's been good. It's been good to have some time downtime over the Easter holidays. So yes. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you tell people a bit about who you know what what you do? Because it's a it's a quite a niche thing that it is but one I think that is incredibly important and vastly needed um why don't you tell a story of, of, of what it is you do and then why you did it because you know it, it, just to go oh yeah I've got an idea there's a story behind the story yeah and um, so piece together is um a course it's a 10-week course it uses the creative arts um to go on a journey with women from brokenness to hope. The word pieced together, um, I suppose pieced is, is kind of a made up word uh, of, of two parts, that sense of the pieces in our life, um, that, that possibility that those can be transformed into something beautiful um, if, we've, if we've experienced brokenness. Um, and also that sense of, so it's spelt P-E-A-C-E-D, that 
not just seeing, I suppose, wholeness is it in those pieces, but a place of peace from those pieces. Um, so it's kind of takes that sense of, of the pieces of our life and, and uh, coming into a place of peace and, and puts them together in a word. Predominantly with women, it has been with women really to start with, but we've broadened out and we've, we're running a junior course now. And um, we have had some groups that have been mixed with, with men in them as well. Mm. Um, but it, up to this point, it's been predominantly with women. And it's been about really going on a journey with them from brokenness to hope through the vehicle of the creative arts. Mm. And it, it's over a 10-week period and we explore different themes, um, very much about helping people make choices that there may be circumstances that are beyond our control. There may be difficult circumstances that we are wrestling with. Um, but even within those, there, there are choices that we can make towards hope and peace in mm. our lives. Um, and, and really that's the journey that we go with people, that brokenness might be a chapter, if you like, in your story, but it doesn't have to be the end of the story. Mm. And, and piece together is really about finding that hope for that next chapter. Um, and so, so over the last few years as well, um, my time is now predominantly spent with other churches and charities that want to use this project in their local community. So really mm. working with the local church to, to help them engage with with women and those who've experienced brokenness in their communities and, and go on that journey with them so so that's kind of a little bit of of what piece together is and what I do but as you said there's um, a story behind it <clears throat> I didn't just wake up one day and think this would be a good idea yeah <laughs> and it's not even my profession so so by profession I'm a primary school teacher so okay. in some ways, actually, the junior course now relates much more back to where I'm professionally comfortable yeah. than initially the course for, for women. Um, the, the course itself came out of my own personal journey through a difficult time in my life. Yeah. Um, and if it was 10 years ago, Matt, that we first met, then that would be Peace Together really was only just kicking off. Yeah, so I know. We, I remember. We, we yeah. celebrate our 10th birthday this year wow. um, uh, within the next few months so so it's amazing the journey that that I've been on and and we as a piece together community have been on since then mm. um and so in some ways it's been 10 years of my uh my own personal journey as well I guess mm. um so in in the few years leading up to piece together it just it was, it was just quite a difficult time in my life, a number of different things, some health things, some just some personal circumstances that I faced that were just really difficult. And yeah. sometimes when you get a, a number of different things coming from, at you from different angles, it's like, you know, you're okay carrying one yeah. and then carrying another. But then when it's a number of different things, then you start to they start to drop and you start to crumble. Mm. And I think I got to that place in myself where I, I kind of crumbled and, mm. and got almost, I suppose, to the end of myself. And in that place, um, I suppose I'd always been creative. I'd grown up with creativity in my life. And my mum's an artist. She's an amazing artist. And 
creativity and and actually I'm a music specialist so um oh, not art but music specialist so but but still the arts uh, yeah. whether it be craft or whether it be music been yeah. an important part of my life um and I guess I often thought that was a luxury those mm. things were things you did when you had time um and they couldn't you know it's almost like everything else was too important the dutiful things that we had to do and work and family that those things you know were a bit of a luxury yeah yeah and I suppose God took me on a, on a journey of approach to restoration and healing is 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 wrapped up in his creativity and who he is and um and I mean t- it was sparked in a conversation uh, one day with with someone who who asked that question about who was um, the first person in the Bible filled with the Holy Spirit, and people were giving different answers. And and it's actually in in Exodus thirty one, I think it is. I can never say his name. I think it's Bazel or or something. But he was the artisan for the temple. Yes, filled, filled with the Holy Spirit for the purpose of being the craftsman for this temple. Yes, there was this light bulb moment in me that went on inside of me of uh, that the creative that got that that was a gift from God, mm. um, and that 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 was one thing that sort was started to bubble away, and then in this kind of time of wrestling and and. Uh, in my life and, and difficult things that I was facing and I'd taken a step back from church involvement and from work and different things that I was doing mm. and um, just to kind of get physically well and just to just to I suppose get a sense of my own purpose for life again um, and what God had for me mm. and in that time a friend sent me um uh, it's a calf kids and this is uh, for those crafters out there and those um, they may have heard of calf kids and but it was a um, a book called so and, and different craft projects in in her book mm-hmm. but it came with this little kit to make a bag and I don't know if you've ever been in a difficult space in your life it's just difficult to be creative yeah it's like everything shuts down yeah and just the ability to be creative is but there's just no, it's just that spark for life is, is, is somewhat lacking. Mm. And I remember just thinking one day, oh, well, the bag, it's all already cut out. I just have to sew it up. Maybe I could just do that. And it was almost in a kind of, you know, that sigh, I suppose <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. And I started making this bag and it was like a light switch went on inside me. And I just, I, it was like it reminded me, oh, you enjoy this. You enjoy being creative. You enjoy and I wasn't, I was just following somebody else's instructions. I wasn't really being that creative. <laughs> but something sparked inside of me and I, I felt different. And I realized, oh, and it, this did something for my well-being. Mm. Um, and I think in that week I designed and made 10 more bags, mm. gave them as gifts to friends. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen them use the bags. So they weren't really that brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> However, I think maybe my mum dutifully has used her bag. Of course, and that's, of course. that's what parents are there for. <laughs> yeah. But there was, there was something that kind of sparked inside of me. And I, and I took a period of time really just 
to to give myself that permission to be creative and kind of that that reflecting back that that verse that God anointed Bazel for that purpose of being the artisan in the temple it was that the number of things coming together it's like I've been given permission this is not just a luxury this is part of who you are I want you to take time with me this was God speaking to me I want you to take time with me and I, and I want you to seek me in that creative process and so I just started doing some crafts and keeping a journal and and I started to see things actually in the crafts that I was doing um, I got for a period of time I got into quilting um, there's a whole idea with the American quilts where they use pieces of, of fabric from all different parts of a person's life um, oh. and the quilt tells a story of who that person is and was and oh, stuff that's, that's and I was fascinated by that and okay. um, it was just like I started to see that these the rags are the cut-off bits from, from other projects that I'd done. Normally, you would throw them away. You'd look at these rags, these scraps, and you'd think, this is rubbish. I, I'd chuck it away. Mm. Um, and yet, actually, when they were started to be quilted into a quilt, all these bits, there was something really beautiful about it. It was particularly a style of quilting called crazy quilting, and it 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 is very random. It does it. You know, it seems like there's no rhyme or reason to it in in some ways, um, and yet the color and the and the beauty um, as it as it pieces together, um, and and actually I I dreamt one night that that term it, I was kind of almost seeing all these rags and and then I had this term pieced together and that was kind of where the the word came for the, the thing and I'm kind of journaling all of this and one day I share it with a, a close friend from from my church mm. I said these are the different things I've been pondering and God had been challenging me on, on choosing to be thankful of, of looking yeah. for for treasures in the midst of storms of life and um and you know what was what was the hopes that he was I was allowing him to stir up in me and what steps of courage was I going to pick the, all these challenges to myself and my friend said to me this is not just for you this yes. is for this is for others what would it look like Heidi if you shared this with others yeah. and that was the moment where I suppose I took a step back and, and maybe it was my teacher training that I kind of wrote a brainstorm and what we would have called an education speak a scheme of work a kind mm. of overview of different themes and different crafts that related to those themes that I kind of had started to speak to me personally wow. um and that so that that really um and, and a few weeks later the same friend who she actually runs a community project from our church she came back to me and she said I've got a pilot fund for you to to try this with with a group of women I said try what there's nothing even written <laughs> literally a skeleton sort of thing and and that very group it'll be uh, it started uh, probably about it was just after the Easter holidays this time 10 years ago the first Goodness group started um, and I really I mean that first group I was still really going on the journey myself it was like I went yeah. on that journey with them and we we yeah. explored these these themes and and each week I wrote the sessions you know for on the, the hoof next, on the hoof yeah <laughs> um and at that time I never imagined this was be, going to grow to what you know what it is now but um yeah yeah it was it, and, and actually if you told me that at the time I would have 
I would have not handled that very well. <laughs> so God, God was very gracious in kind of um, opening up those different possibilities at, at a time when, you know, when, when I could. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. So it's definitely been a, a journey. I mean, f- for me, it, w- where this is fascinating, I mean, so it's one of our recommended projects within Cinnamon, and it seems, I don't know about you, but I presume your the, the amount of interest has probably accelerated post-pandemic. Mm. Because yes. pre-pandemic, food and, and poverty was, was an issue. And then as the pandemic started, it, it started to reveal other things, which were actually probably the precursor to the food and poverty, which is mental mm. health. Mm. And mental yeah. health, obviously, is the thing, is a consequence of difficult times. So, yeah. you know, we've seen your projects, we've seen things like Renew Wellbeing, uh, have, have started to open up the conversation in a safe way to say, we can do it differently. Yeah, definitely. And, and really that's piece together is really very much about creating that safe place mm. for people. And, you, you know, when you're doing a craft, you're not having to look intensely at people. You're not yeah, yeah. being uh, interrogated one-on-one. <laughs> it, it, that in itself creates a safe space, that the sense of, of the craft, um, the, the group, they really bond together and and begin to share and open up and that creates a safe place. Yeah. And um yeah, and and us and the themes that we explore, that those it's very much about opening up themes, not kind of giving people answers, but just really listening from where they're at right. and, and making that journey with them. So um the, we use poetry, we use quotes, um, story. Mm. Some of those stories are are from <clears throat> my own experiences. Some of the stories are are, are from other people that in, have inspired me on, on my own journey. Um, and we we share those stories. We explore those stories. We kind of share what's impacted us from the story, yeah. or from the poem, or from the quote, um, and give opportunity to pe- for people to reflect on it from their own experience. And it just creates that safe place where people can um, really go on, begin to go on their own personal journey, I suppose, as well. That's amazing, because what you're actually doing is that you're asking them, can we ask that question? You're not actually answering the question, but you're saying, can we go through that door? And I think what's super, super clever is, is that you what you've done is that you've you've used that passage in the Old Testament of whatever his face is, some, beginning with B, who, who designed the ark and the temple and, you know, the, mm. the, the, or the, the tabernacle. Um, what, a, what a word, by the way, that and rhinoceros. Um, mm-hmm. and, but, and what you've done is said, if the spirit of God can speak through creativity, then let's put creativity into all sorts of scenarios and let God speak through it. Yeah. yeah. So clever. So yeah. clever. And our, it's, it's been interesting to see because our starting point, our first session is on brokenness. Mm. We smash China and we do a mosaic project. Uh, so you take those broken pieces of China and then oh. you create something beautiful with them. And that's so visual of that idea of beauty from brokenness, I'm broken and not rubbish, that these pieces yeah. are not, um, there's nothing in our story that we're, 
trying to hide, trying to get rid of, not even trying to hide the brokenness in life, but to to see that transformed into something beautiful. Um, And that really comes from our vision comes from um, a passage in Isaiah 58, 12, um, particularly actually in, in, in the message version where it talks about out of the rubble of your past lives will uh, see that that kind of transformation and and communities made livable again and that's really kind of the heart of of what we're doing and in that very first session as people smash china as we as we just look at the idea of brokenness and see the possibility that even those very broken pieces those most painful moments in our life could be something beautiful it's it's like we've given people permission yeah. to be broken. Yeah. And uh, it's just surprising how quickly it's, we're not waiting to session 10 for people to open up. We, we see it right from the beginning because it's just, it's, I, I don't, I don't really fully understand it myself, but, but we see people opening up in that very first session. Wow. Um, and which, which is a real privilege then to be, to, to, be trusted with with them mm. opening up and to be allied into people's journeys like that when when you started the program and it's now it's 10 years on and no doubt in those 10 years things have evolved you know you've gone mm. through upgrades but what has surprised you what surprised me Ooh, so many things <laughs> so many things um There's one story that often comes to mind. Um, we were working with a group of women who'd been in, in a partnership with probation services in our local area. Yeah. And they're coming on the course. And um, we, we, when we look, at, we look at the topic of thankfulness in, in our fourth session. Wonderful. And um, we explore a story by um well it's a true story um from the hiding place Cory Tenboom. Oh yeah 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 and and her choice and her and her sister's choice in in a concentration camp to choose thankfulness and Cory's sister challenges her to be thankful for the the fleas and Cory's like why would we be thankful for the fleas you know <laughs> and um Anyway, Corey is, you know, encouraged by her sister, chooses to be thankful for the fleas. And they later discover that actually the fleas in, in their dorm were protecting them from them, from the soldiers coming in. They didn't want to go in because of the fleas. And so it actually their Gosh. barracks became a safe place where they could um, read their Bible that they'd managed to smuggle in, to share the gospel with other women in the thing, to worship um, and just protection from the cruelty of the soldiers that they experienced when they were out of the barracks. Wow. But the fleas, actually, which were uncomfortable and they didn't understand and why the fleas and why be thankful for fleas, they're actually were, were a protection for them. Um, so we share this story in, in our thankfulness session and yeah. ask people to kind of reflect three things that they're thankful for. But one of them is a flea, something in life that they don't quite understand, that's uncomfortable, but they feel at this time they want to choose to be thankful for that. And wow. it's totally up to them what that is. Um, and I just remember in this one session, um, this girl, 
you know, they were in, had been through probation. Yeah. And she said, I'm choosing to be thankful that the social workers um, took away my son and, and he was ad- adopted because I see now that, that that was the best thing for him. And she had tears streaming down her face. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, this is this is really raw. This yeah. people being, you know, choosing to make a statement of thankfulness about something that's so painful and, and maybe part of that person's lowest moment um and then it was a few weeks later so our penultimate session would kind of touch on forgiveness and this girl suddenly just lit up really excited and she said I just realized that when I chose to be thankful for my son being going up for adoption when we were doing the thankfulness session that I forgave myself and I forgave the social worker and that I suppose that stands out to me for a moment of of you said what surprises me I thought thankfulness leads to forgiveness yes Um, and when I come back to biblically to look through the themes that we explore and piece together so it, we're not explicit about faith in the sessions themselves, but and certainly when we train churches, we're explicit on the underpinning of faith on all the sessions. And that sense, I mean, we talk about, uh, it's, it's in the Psalms about entering his gates with thanksgiving. And this phrase. And I really believe that as we teach people thankfulness, we're bringing them to the gateway of the presence of God. Yeah, and um, it's their choice if they go through that gateway. But there was something in that moment of her, her choosing thankfulness that enabled her to step into forgiveness, um, and that blew my mind. I just, I never even saw a link between thankfulness and forgiveness before in my life. And mm. and um, they, you know, even when I was including those as part of the course, I didn't see a link in them. So. I think there's stories like that of things that stand out that surprise you. And I think that's, I suppose it's an example of we do our bit that God gives us to do and he does so much more. <laughs> and he knows, there's, I can't possibly know where, the, where people are at uh, yeah. or the yeah. journey, the full journey that they're on. Um, and so I have to trust in the moment that, that things will I suppose speak to them just at, at where they're at um and I think the visual nature of it and the safe place does does create that that sense that opportunity um I love that yeah I, I went for a walk uh, the other day and I was just having a chat with God and I, at, throughout the pandemic some things that kept cropped up in my life and I I, I needed to deal with them and I, I went through different forms of uh <laughs> support groups and counseling and, and more counseling etc just to really deal with it and I, and I speak about it in podcasts and in previous episodes just because it's important to to say that you know anyone can go through challenges and I was having a, a conversation I was saying god I think I've got almost a tendency for an a, a certain addictive nature that there's something in my brain that's just sometimes can get a bit too addictive about things and it's it's been a problem yeah. and I did some research and I was really hacked off. It's like, you know, and my research was actually to com- combat it. There are three things that are helpful, which is meditation, 
exercise and organizing organization mm-hmm. and i looked at my life and i thought no wonder i've you know in the past i've i've dealt with it because well i've been a bit slack with my exercise organizing well i'm all, i'm good in some parts in other parts i'm rubbish mm-hmm. and then meditation i've had the horrendous habit of uh, growing up in the church being almost immersed in scripture you know you I, I can have a theological debate with the best person but i haven't let it actually immerse in me actually take hold of me and so mm-hmm. i've started this practice but but what you've just articulated about thanking god for those fleas mm. it's there's something joyous in those moments that are we look upon them we think no those are awful and god says no thank me for them because there's something that's good that will come out of it there's there's something with thankfulness we we can feel that that's you know for the joyful times for the celebration times let's be thankful it's easy to be thankful when the sun's shining but actually thankfulness is most important in the middle of the storm yes thankfulness is makes the biggest difference to our lives Mm. when we choose it in the midst of difficult circumstances and i mean even scientifically they now there's lots of evidence towards Mm. how gratitude helps your your mental health and your well-being um and it it, i think it's about taking our eyes off ourselves Mm. um I was I was thinking about that verse um, from your from your devotion. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm just looking at the eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. If your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. That that kind of sense of your heart being clouded. I thought I can really relate to that. That Yeah, me too. That (laughs) sense of so many things clouding my heart. and it rem- I was the verse that came to my mind is that the Psalm Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? That 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 light that comes through through your eyes, allowing that light to enter. That sense of lifting our heads, lifting our eyes. Um, it's making a choice, isn't it? It's a choice of thankfulness. It's a choice yeah. of who we look to. Um, it's a choice of not being overwhelmed by the circumstances and the fears or mm. the bombardment of whatever's in the news or the things that distract us or family or all those things. Mm. And I was just dwelling on that a bit this morning, actually. I was walking around, around the park. <clears throat> My husband and I like to, we started in lockdown this walk before um, the beginning of the day around our park. <laughs> And today was a nice work walk because the sun was shining. Beautiful. But but I was feeling a bit troubled about some things actually. Yeah. Um, and I find myself just looking up through the trees and seeing the light, you know, that dappled light that comes yeah, through. Yeah, the beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And there's something that just lifts in your spirit, just that physical act of lifting your head. There's something that that lifts and, and that sense of lifting our eyes to the hills, where does our help come from? Yeah. You know, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And that just is making those choices. You know, there may be circumstances that mm. we can't do anything about that trouble us, that weigh, weigh us down. Mm. But even in the midst of that, there are choices that we can make mm. that lead us to hope and peace. 
Um, and that's, I suppose, what so much of that, what we do in Peace Together is about helping people make those those choices in those moments where, where life is difficult. I love that. Of, of noticing beauty, of, of being yeah. thankful, of searching for treasures in the storms of life. These are all themes that we explore. Um, and I've actually got something that, if you're happy, I would read. Of course, absolutely. I just, um, I love the Psalms. I don't know about you, but there's that sense. They're amazing. David just pouring out his heart to God and saying it just as it is. Yeah, yeah. But then somehow makes that choice, yet God, I'll praise you. That's sort of something Mm. in the midst of those difficult circumstances, he makes a choice that kind of I'll lift my eyes to the hill, whatever the declaration is, I'm going to be thankful, I'm going to praise I'm going to be, you know, that change comes. Um, and I've, I find it actually helpful to write my own psalms at times, oh, that's particularly clever. when I'm going yeah. through a difficult time. And I was reading back through stuff this morning and I find one, it just really felt like it linked to all of that, with, with, you know, what you'd ri- written in your devotion and um, that verse. Um, I'll just read it to you. I've yeah. not shared this with anyone before, so, you know. not even anyone in my family but I'll I'll, I'll read it to you so I wrote this actually a few years ago again it was I tend to do this when when life's troubling me yeah I'm just going to make it I just find it it's a helpful way to process and and I suppose that's what the course became it was a helpful way to process a lot of the poems in the course that we explore and the stories were things that that I'd written and, and processed so I called this a psalm of reflection My mind becomes troubled, Lord, with swirling thoughts, circumstances I can't work out, fears that taunt me through the night. But then I turn my mind to you. I set my gaze upon the things you have done. I choose to dwell on your goodness. When I look at life's battles, I get swallowed up by the waves and the storms. But when I look to you, I can walk upon the waters. I can dance with you through the waves and find your strength to ride on the back of the storm. I step into the warmth of your presence as it breaks through the dark clouds. You use me to reflect your light to shine into the darkness of the storm, like a lighthouse that guides ships to safe waters. You cause me to stand strong and beckon others to a place of safety in you, a refuge, a place of security. Teach me, O Lord, to reflect only you, your love, your hope, your strength, and security your unending grace and forgiveness that beckons others into your healing presence on you lord only do i choose to reflect help me keep my eyes on your face so that sense of of lifting our eyes and letting that light come in and and that kind of unclouding of our our hearts Mm. that's possible in in his presence isn't it i love that Um, the thing real choice though is, is is it has to be a real choice. It's not something that just happens. I think there's steps that we've got to take. Yeah, yeah. Choices. The thing that that crossed my mind uh, whilst you were you were talking and, and previously was how do you overcome people who carry shame, things that have been done to them or that they've done to mm-hmm. themselves or things mm-hmm. or, or, or or circumstances, and they turn up and. You can see it in their in their body posture. You can mm. hear it in their words and how they behave. 
Um, and, you know, there, there is such a uh, fear mm-hmm. that, that they're not good enough, that things just, you know, that, that how do you, I mean, I, well, I'm answering the question because what, what you wrote just there, I mean, to, to some extent answers that question. You said essentially shame is putting the onus and responsibility on yourself. But what you wrote was that you pass it on to God mm. and you, you look to Jesus. I mean, Verity uses this, my wife, she uses a phrase that there is, let's not talk about original sin, let's talk about original goodness. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is essentially is that you are uh, speaking out the goodness of God and embracing that goodness to become your own. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose we don't, we don't, I mean, with the starting point, we do look at brokenness and that sense that gives people permission, mm. whatever it is that brokenness, whether it's something that you, because of your own mistakes, whether it's something because it's been what someone else has done to you. Mm. Um, but that sense that, that those, those pieces you know the possibility that they those can be something beautiful so mm. we're starting from that place of, of hope yeah. and and again it's it, we're not giving people the answers we're mm. just opening up that safe place for them um and encouraging them to make these small choices a choice of thankfulness well when somebody chooses thankfulness that's a little bit of light coming into their heart and unclouding their heart yeah when someone chooses to have a a hope something that they hope for and take a step of courage towards that that's another little bit of light Mm. coming into their heart and so I suppose not directly addressing those issues necessarily no but we are giving people that space where they can begin to open up begin to lift their heads begin to to take steps where where light comes in to those those places of pain um, mm. and spark hope. Um, and it's not the whole story. And we come to the end of the course and, and you know, you do see some people that, that maybe have made progress and, and go back and, and, and it's, you know, it's a journey. And sometimes that journey has ups and downs um, because, you know, I suppose everybody has a different degree of readiness as well. To, to let go or to move on uh, or to make positive choices in their life. Um, and what we want to do is kind of equip people and show, show them that they do have, I suppose, a choice in that moment, that they can, I suppose, one of the, one of the images I share with people are um, when you see water running down a mountain, it always yeah. takes the easiest course. Yes. And in some ways, I think like our, our thoughts and our actions are a bit like water. They'll take the easiest course. They'll take the, the habits that we've always done. Then yeah. if, if, we've, if our pattern of thinking has been negative, it's been fearful, it's been anx- anxious, it, our thoughts will take that natural course. Yeah. Um, and Peace Together is about digging new channels. Mm. As we choose to be thankful... It's, it's hard work to start with. It's like exercising a muscle that's not been exercised. It's digging a new channel. And um, as we dig that channel deeper, 
and and keep making that choice then so um so that starts to become the new natural course for the water that actually we start to fill up that that channel that old way of thinking and 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 developing this new channel um and so i suppose in a way we're just helping people to begin to dig a new channel to have, have a new pattern of thinking to see that because that's been your past and your history it doesn't have to be your future um but because that's been your past and your history doesn't mean you have to hide it or get rid of it yeah, actually yeah. there's that opportunity to transform it to it it is still part of your story it's mm. still a part of who you are and the value of who you are um and actually just giving people a, a, a space where they can begin to feel safe enough to share their own story, that in itself is a healing process. I think that the power of people be sharing their own stories, that that, that, is, that, that is, is, is kind of part of the healing as well, I guess. I love that. I love that. Heidi Singleton, it's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure. Um, uh, it's just been really, really precious. How how can people find out more about Pieced Together? Um, so there's a couple of ways. We have a website, www.piecetogether. That's P-E-A-C-E-D dot uh, co dot UK. Um, yeah. We're obviously a recommend pro recommended project of, of the Cinnamon Network. So you can find us in the project section of their website. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can you can email at info at piecetogether.co.uk and, and we can give you more information. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, I will certainly make sure that we put that on our Twitter feed and um, no doubt people will be in touch. Thank yeah, you. I should say there's plenty of social media, there's Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as well that you can follow. Oh, that's good. On. That's good. That's brilliant. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Bless you. Brilliant. Well, I just want to say thank you for joining us on today's episode and a few things. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are, have this handle or profile name of Seasoned for Life and uh, all latest news about the podcasts and guests uh, are on there. And spread the news, tell people about this. Um, it, do uh, put reviews um, through your various different things if you're listening us through uh, um, Android or Spotify or on iTunes or whatever your place, do leave a review, do tell people about it. And um, well, do you know what? It is incredibly encouraging. So thanks again. God bless you. And uh, we'll see you next time.